You're listening to the DA Sports Roundup Podcast. WV Sports from WVU's independent student newspaper. Hello and welcome to the DA Sports Roundup. The day is October 17th and I'm your host, Nick Kramer, here with my co-host, Cody Nesper. Today we're going to be talking about football, basketball, rifle, soccer, and golf. So let's jump right in. Cody, the football team lost to Iowa State on Saturday. Yeah. What did you see? Um, well, first off, actually, let's sorry we we've had a whole week off. Let's go to Texas. Yeah, because of fall break, <clears throat> we skipped last week. Um, here's my thought on Texas. If you're a West Virginia fan, you can be disappointed that they lost, but you shouldn't be discouraged that they lost because Texas is a top ten team, realistically. Yes, at least a top fifteen team. And and. Personally, I saw that as a good loss. If there's ever been oh a my such God. thing as a they, good loss, yeah, the Mountaineers played like extremely well for right. three quarters of the game. We were within four points going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, I mean, geez, if you look at that, in the four, going into the fourth quarter is twenty-one seventeen. We gave up twenty-one points <laughs> in the fourth quarter alone. You you can't win very many games that way, but it's mm. still. It was kind of like Texas the whole night. We had been stopping them. We had been stopping them. And at some point, you had to expect that it was just going to fall through. Yeah, I'm, we're still a young team. Everything new. I liked the fight that I saw in that game. Austin Kendall might have played. I mean, aside from the four interception, might have played his best game as a starter here. Um, it was just an all-around good game until that that fourth quarter. Yeah, and you know what I liked in the fourth quarter, which there wasn't much to like, even when they got down, two straight touchdown drives. Yeah, to close it out. Yeah, I, I like that because it, it did keep us in there and made it look like we didn't get um, get killed in that fourth quarter. Because, I mean, if you take out those two touchdown drives, we look awful. And, yeah. And even just looking at the score. But you got to realize we were in it for three quarters. And I know being in it's not going to win you the game. But mm-hmm. eventually being in it is going to give you an opportunity and we can win these games. Yeah. I don't see that being this year. Maybe next year, maybe the year after that, though. I think um, you really saw the importance of like depth and like quality depth because mm-hmm. obviously at the fourth quarter everybody's tired mm-hmm. and the really good teams can rotate in more good players and I think that's what was happening. Texas just had better depth players to come yeah. in and continue playing well, whereas West Virginia doesn't really have that depth in a lot of areas. And so as soon as a backup comes in, the quality drops off a lot. Plus, I mean, you can't turn the ball over four times. Yeah, that that is a killer. Um, I know Coach Brown said that it's the, the loss isn't on Austin Kendall, right. but before interceptions is a big part of it. I don't. I I agree. I don't think the loss is completely on him, but yeah. Well, two of the interceptions were tipped. Yes, by receivers. It, that that is the one thing that I always hate when people. Um, call out a quarterback for interceptions when a ball is tipped too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been happening a lot in the NFL this year, yeah. especially to I think like Baker Mayfield. But uh, but yeah, when it, when the ball is tipped, you can't blame the you really cannot blame the quarterback, especially if the receiver tips it. Yeah, because he hit the he hit the receiver in the hands. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, Texas. Uh, I mean, an eleven point loss. Um, I'm pretty happy with as a fan. Yeah, to especially Texas? one that was closer than that. Even, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so now I'm moving on to this past week's um, loss. Iowa State beat us 38 to 14. 
the first half of this game, first off, I'm going to go before even Kendall went out. Mm-hmm. We looked good. Yeah. I mean, we had stopped them, and then we were driving. We were already over to, what, mid, uh, like the 50-yard line. Mm-hmm. And then he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this game might have been completely different. Oh, for sure. Well, this is another game. They fell apart in the mm-hmm. second half, um, and I think it was the same thing. They just ran out of – basically just ran out of players. I, I think also it was they ran out of plays for Jack Allison. Yeah. Because you saw that after that um, – after halftime, I think Iowa State went in and they're like, all right, so this is what this guy can do. This is mm-hmm. what he – and they game planned around it and just took him out. They completely eliminated Allison in that second half. Yeah. yeah. Well, just Kendall's first drive I, – like I'm not a football analyst, but I could tell – there was a lot of pre-snap movement they were doing mm-hmm. because Iowa State runs that weird defense, mm-hmm. and so they were trying to to find out the coverages. But then when Allison comes in, he didn't practice that all week, yeah, because he you know he doesn't get reps with the starters, and so they have to go into whatever Allison can run. And like you said, Iowa State just figured that out at halftime. Yeah, and and the first half though, Allison looked good. It was like oh, he was fine. He was fine. Yeah, he was hitting everyone. But the second half, not so good. So, Austin Kendall, they said, is questionable for the game this week. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if he is available, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't play him unless he's 100%. Um, Like, if he's 98%, they're not going to play him. It's Oklahoma. It Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter that much. I mean, to him, it might matter more, but... um, I'd be surprised if Kendall wasn't, like, knocking Neil Brown's door down to play. (laughs) right. He wanted so revenge game possibly. Yeah. We might win this one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no. But about you know what I really liked about the Iowa State game, the WVU secondary was like incredible. Yeah, they <laughs> like were because really well. Nick Troy Fortune started for Keith Washington, true freshman. Hakeem Bailey got ejected, and uh, Tay Mayo came in, true freshman. Um, Giovanni Stewart, since he decided to enter the transfer portal. Uh, Tyke Smith is playing for him, true freshman. And then um, Kerry Martin is playing safety, true freshman. Four out of like your six main secondary players were true freshmen. And, and I thought... And they I, played well. I, yeah. I mean... So now... I'm grading a bit on a curve, but I thought it was right. a spectacular performance. And um, you got to think, these young guys, they are going to grow. Yeah. They are going to get better. I mean, they've got more years here, so this is a good thing for the future. Having yeah. these young guys starting now—I mean, it may not be great right now. Mm-hmm. They're doing all right, though. They're doing guess, pretty good. I mean, Brock Purdy's one of the—he's probably the third best quarterback in the Big Twelve behind Ellinger and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and he's one of the, some people have him ranked higher than uh, Ellinger. Yeah, and he's—I he's, mean—he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yeah, for a sophomore, he's—he's he's got to be the best sophomore quarterback in the country. Uh, isn't Justin Fields a sophomore? Technically, a true he a, sophomore. He'd be a true sophomore, but no, he's probably a redshirt freshman. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, year. for the for the uh, for four true freshmen in the secondary to play well against a really really good Big Twelve quarterback. <clears throat> yeah. And that's it I was think impressive. Look, I don't know if West Virginia is going to make a bowl game. That doesn't mean it's not. You know, that doesn't mean it's a bad season. Right. When, I mean, if, if all your guys are young guys and they play well. Right. I mean, who really cares that much about a bowl game, though? Yeah. You know, there's a million bowl games. Mm-hmm. It, it's not something that's a coveted event anymore. 
um, unless you make it to the New Year's Six Bowl games. Mm-hmm. Or the playoff. Yeah. So, to me, well, first off, I have something to talk about with that. I, I think it's dumb that the playoffs are taking away bowl games, you know? Like, I think that the playoffs it sh- itself should be its own thing, mm-hmm. and those bowl games should be moved to the next team. Yeah. Well, I just – I don't like that the Rose Bowl got – because yeah. the Big Ten versus the Pac-12 in the Rose Bowl, that was like a one of the college football traditions. Yeah, and, and then it's it's also the fact that it's like half the time it's the semifinal game too, yeah. and it's like the one of the biggest bowl games ever, and you're just doing this to it, mm-hmm. really? <laughs> well, that's I think I'm a big fan. They should go I, I don't know 64 teams, but a 32 team playoff. And just call the games whatever bowl game sponsors want to sponsor them. Jeez, 32. Yeah. Okay. Every I other heard that. Every other level of college football does a, th- a 32-team conference. That is understandable. <laughs> and, and to me, though, I think you can go a little bit less than that. I mean, high school does a full playoff with, like, mm-hmm. s- however many teams they want per um, however the state is set up. Mm-hmm. College, division, every division but Division One, does that. Right. Well, here's the caveat with that: you'd have to cut the season down to ten games. Which well, oh I don't no, think anyone. Oh wants God, to do. we can't make you know as much money if we play ten games and don't make the playoff. Well, it's like, well, I don't need to see. I this is always my example. I don't need to see Alabama play Chattanooga in week. That's 10. true. <laughs> it's always like the first two weeks of college football to me. There's no reason watching yeah. the first well, two weeks. Yeah, um, they usually throw fans a bone, like with this year, Miami, Florida, in week zero. Yeah. And it's like, There'll <laughs> be one it. or two good games, maybe three over the first two weeks total. Mm-hmm. And then it's just it's just everyone playing FCS opponents, lower opponents. Yeah. I don't know. Might I don't know. Does every team need three out of three or four out of conference games each no. year? I don't know. Cut it down to ten. I don't know. I'm getting off track. Um, the one other thing I want to talk about, Jack Allison. I think people have an unfair opinion of him because of the Camping World Bowl last year. I think you're right because he played fine Saturday. You might say, "Oh, they didn't score." Oh, okay. He's playing with no prep against a confusing defensive scheme with good players, and he played fine. But then I see people online that are like, I can't believe Trey Lowe didn't get in. They didn't, uh, This is Holgerson. Can't recruit. Like, shut up. <laughs> he played fine. You're just mad because right. he lost the Camping World Bowl to Syracuse. When because no one was there. Holgerson was two feet out the door. He hadn't played all year. And he got, I don't know. It's, that Camping World, <laughs> that was just dumb. I mean, there was no starters at wide receiver, really. Your starting left tackle, gone. Everyone just gone, pretty much. That's just, I don't know. Like, <laughs> shut up about him. I get it. You're mad they lost. Whatever. Yeah. Don't be, oh, Trey Lowe should have been it. No. Tra- <laughs> I think Neil Brown can evaluate quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I think he's doing all right. <laughs> so, um, let's yeah, talk about we'll, Oklahoma. We'll see. Number yeah. five, Oklahoma. We're, we're, it's their homecoming. Fun fact. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Probably going to be a... Packed ha- what is, I think they're... Jeez, this is a late homecoming game, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Hmm. Well, I wonder why they didn't do it last week. Right. The Red River Rivalry. Well, that's probably why. They were probably like... It's going to sell out Well, anyways. no, because Red River, they do it at a neutral site. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
But yeah, this is their homecoming. Obviously, we'll we'll go down and spoil it. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> ah, no big deal. But um, easy spoiler. What? What? That'll be like ninety-five thousand people, I think. Their capacity. Is. Yeah, they have a <laughs> massive stadium, and I'm gonna be there. Yeah, well, I'm excited. Flying out tomorrow. Sick brag. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know how to. I'm glad I'm not Neil Brown for a couple reasons. But the main one this week is I, I don't know how to game plan to stop Jalen Hurts. There, there's no game plan <laughs> to stop him. Um, even if you get pressure on him, you better have it completely secure and not yeah. let him escape the pocket. You have to get pressure only rushing four and have perfect coverage down the field. Yeah. Perfect coverage, pressure rushing four without letting anybody go up the middle so that he can run out the yeah. back. <laughs> like so if, if your defensive end goes inside instead of outside, he's gone. You're over. It's yeah. over. He's gone. If, if he goes too far outside, it's over. Mm-hmm. You're done. <laughs> and then he throw. I mean, he's as good a thrower as anyone this year. Yeah, 71% completion rate. It, it, and, I mean, a lot of that. I mean, a lot of his yards are going to C.D. Lamb, who's yeah. just – Did you see the game against Texas? Yeah. <laughs> he was just, like, breaking ta- – I mean, first off, Texas seemed like they couldn't tackle. Number five on Texas's defense was a total liability. Mm-hmm. Sorry to get off track here, but um, – CD Lamb would catch it with five guys right in front of him and <laughs> yeah. still score a touchdown somehow without yeah. getting touched. Mm-hmm. Like he it was it was impressive. He was literally in a telephone booth and escaping. <laughs> was that shades of Tavon Austin? Yes. I mean just it was incredible and I'll tell I, just watching that game alone I was like this CD Lamb, he's going to get drafted high. Oh yeah, and he's going to be a problem for teams in the NFL. You know who I think Oklahoma's best player is? Who? Kenneth Murray, the middle linebacker. I think he's the best player on the field, no matter who they could possibly play. And I mean, they are. Um, that that is one thing about this year's Oklahoma team. Their defense is <laughs> so much better than ever. Yeah. You used to be able to say um, Big Twelve teams can't play defense, and first off. Most of the rest of us aren't doing too good on defense. Mm-hmm. But Oklahoma decided, hey, we're going to be just an all-around <laughs> all great team and start playing some defense. How and dare they? This Kenneth Murray is a big part of it. He's got 42 tackles with six of them coming for a loss. He's just a monster he was, over there. I mean, there were plays against Texas where they Texas would swing it out to the halfback and Murray would like cover half the field and tackle him for a <laughs> loss. And it's just like ha- he's up for the um, – Oh, what's the linebacker award? Blitnikov? Uh, that might be no, that's receiver. Butt kid? I don't know. I'm not sure on that. I'll let you give it a Google and... Butkus. Butkus. Yeah, he's up for that, which de- deservedly so. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so yeah, we are going to spoil Oklahoma's um, homecoming. Jack Allison is going to have a revenge game against Oakland. Or not Jack, Jack Allison. Allison. Austin Kendall is going to have a revenge game. Unless he doesn't play, then Jack Ooh. Allison will revenge him. I just looked up the uh, the line. for. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's actually a school record. Did you really? Know I yes. did not know that. 33 and a half is the, uh, is the line there. 33 and a half point underdogs. West Virginia school record. That's for the, incredible. What, for the most ever? Most ever, yep. Oof. I don't, ooh. Part of me wants to say there's no way we lose by four and a half touchdowns, yeah. but 
That's what I was thinking. This Oklahoma team is so good. Yeah. Especially because uh, since Hakeem Bailey got ejected in the second half, he doesn't get to play the first half. I hate that rule. I really do. <laughs> and hopefully, I don't know, hopefully Keith Washington's healed enough where he can play. We'll see. We will see. Um, this could be uh, – unless Oklahoma's, like, still just so high off of their win against uh, Texas um, <laughs> that we just sneak in there and they're like, yeah, we'll roll right through them. But yeah, you know, Lincoln happen. Riley seems like a guy that misses the little details. Yeah, he does. He really <laughs> seems like a guy who just lets it slide. Yeah. He plans for, like, the playoffs starting now or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so on to basketball, I guess. Yeah. So the gold team defeated the blue team 67-54. to 54. The gold team had mostly new guys on that team, mm-hmm. um, while the blue team had um, Napper, Culver, Shibwe, um, McCabe, McCabe, and who am I missing? Harler. Yeah. This was the uh, inner squad game last Friday. Yes. Which, yeah, I don't know why they had it over fall break. I don't either. <laughs> I mean, I I guess to give themselves enough time or something, but. I don't know. It's probably just how the, uh, like how the schedule lined up with yeah. like practice and stuff. What's the, uh, what's the tradition, the roll at the red carpet? Blue carpet. Blue carpet? Yeah. Golden blue carpet. Mm. But now we are, um, we unfortunately did not have anything like Kansas's um, (laughs) inter-squad basketball. (laughs) Um, Still a great one, though. I think I I would say. (laughs) Actually played basketball. Yeah. So that's good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Taj Sherman, the the JUCO transfer, led the gold team, who was actually called the gray team in the box score. With 18 points, uh, that actually led all scorers. So yeah. good first impression for him. And then Sheboy led the blue team with 15 points and 11 rebounds. So two new guys coming in and scoring the most points. And um, the one thing, though, that I looked up about Taz Sherman is now he's a junior for, and he's JUCO transfer. And um, last year he went the entire – or no, his entire career in JUCO. So I think that's two years, right? Mm-hmm. He went – Never scored below double figures. Double figures every single game. Like, that, that is impressive. <laughs> and there were multiple games where he scored over 40. Yikes. Um, it says here 47, 46, and 43 are his three highest. Um, and, he, and he's a great free throw shooter with 88%. I, I think he's going to be a great offensive weapon for this <laughs> team. Well, uh, Huggins keeps saying the strength of this team is that they can shoot. Yeah. Which is, like, new for West Virginia. Yeah, we normally... I think him and... Uh, who's the other... Oh, Sean McNeil. I think McNeil can shoot really well. I This this is going to be an exciting year. Obviously, it's intra-squad, so you really don't know anything right, about yeah. the team just looking at it. But I'm excited to see what plays out here. And uh, and we were ranked in the in top five in the preseason poll for uh, the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, Texas, us. Personally. I mean, Kansas might not have a team this year. Yeah. So. <laughs> Personally, I, I think we can. I mean, if Kansas doesn't have a team, we might get up to first or second. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a good mix of other Big 12 schools to be with. Because mm-hmm. it definitely is. Yeah. I think we can uh, we can climb up that a little bit mm-hmm. um, throughout the year. 
and we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, I'd, I'd like to see us play somebody first before I make any judgments yeah. on that. But well, uh, the Duquesne exhibition is uh, first week of November. November seventh, so I believe, or coming up seventh or eighth. I think it's a fit. Oh man! No, no, no. The exhibition's on the November first, and then the first real games on. Oh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. First real game. <clears> you know who looks game. good and who Huggins keeps talking about is Logan Rout. Interesting, because he was a he was a walk on, right? His yes, he was a walk on. Uh, then he earned a scholarship, right. and now he's a senior. Yes. and he has never really played. But every media availability, Huggins is singing his praises. Hmm. I mean, he is he is a great rebounder. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I like Logan Rod. I mean, you can tell that he's just got. There's one guy on Huggins teams every year that's just a West Virginia native that is gritty and tough mm-hmm. and is a fan favorite. And yeah. I, I think that's going to be Logan route this yeah. year. Well, if you think they're going to play th- two bigs, which they are, um, Sheboy Culver, Culver and route is a good three, you know, yeah. three guys to rotate between. Yes. And then, um, I, I can't get over Emmett Matthews is the only wing on the team. He's I know. The that's only so small weird. <laughs> But uh, I mean, Emma Matthews is pretty good. I hope, and I hopefully, think he's, he's into like yoga. On this team. Hopefully, he's into yoga or something, so he doesn't. <laughs> no injuries <laughs> this year. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah, I could see him being a leader. Him and um, Honestly, I don't know. McCabe was kind of a leader. Last I was going to say. I think. I think a lot of this is the fret. The uh, well, now sophomores are going to yeah. be leaders on this team. It'll be like McCabe, Matthews, and Culver. I think are going to be. Hopefully Culver. Yeah, hopefully Culver. Um, I think they they have a chance to be leaders for this team going forward. We don't have that many upperclassmen. I mean, we got Route mm-hmm. and I mean, who else? I mean, Sherman because he's a junior, right? But he's new, so I um, wouldn't really count him as a true right um, team upperclassman. That's um, Osaboyan's a junior, but he's another transfer. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Yeah. Oh, Chase Harler. Oh, and Jermaine, Jermaine Haley. Haley. Yeah. yeah. So Harler and Haley. So, yeah, so like three actual like veterans and then two transfers who are upperclassmen. Yeah, we're a very, very young team when you look at it, mm-hmm. but very good. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, of <laughs> course. Um, highly touted is how I would put right. it. Highly touted. Good segue uh, in the uh, Big 12 um, preseason awards. Oscar Shibwe, Big 12 freshman of the year. Derek Culver, honorable mention all Big 12. It blows my mind. Culver got suspended for 15 games. And still led the... Led the conference in rebound. Yeah. He didn't... He, and I think blocks, too, didn't he? I don't or know Or he blocks. was up there in blocks, yeah. I think. He led the conference in rebounding by one, and he didn't play the first 15 games. Yeah. That's incredible. That's insane. And yet they're only honorable mention. Get out of here. I don't know. That's fair. They must be forgetting. Well, they can only name five guys on the team. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I all want right. all five to be West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so anyway, we'll see about basketball. I'm I'm excited a lot more excited this year than mm-hmm. last year. I think I've said that before on this <laughs> podcast. I'm ready for it to be basketball season. Yeah. <laughs> um so Rifle is one of the number one one rifle. of only two teams at West Virginia currently ranked in the top twenty five. Rifle is number one. Now, now you said you liked how the scoring is. Yeah. So uh, last Saturday, Rifle defeated number eleven Nebraska, four thousand seven hundred and nineteen to four thousand six hundred and forty-two. I, I just feel like we could like 
bring those numbers down a little no, bit. More, more sports should have like ridiculous scoring totals. Imagine a touchdown is just worth like 700 yeah. points. Why not? <laughs> what's it change? Hey. <laughs> All right. I mean, that would, I think that would skew a few scoring records, but yeah. Every shot in basketball is now worth five. Three pointers are worth 10. <laughs> See, now that would be messed up. <laughs> Didn't they? There was you some. Think about it, because then, then there's no reason not to shoot a three, right? Because it's worth <laughs> double instead of just two thirds. Anyway, I, mean, I just like what I love <laughs> insane. Ins- like what? There's no reason for it to be that high, but it is, and I love it. Yeah, but yeah. Rifle. If you don't know, the rifle team. Like, good isn't a strong enough adjective to describe the rifle. Team. Good is. Good is insulting. The worst thing <laughs> yeah. to say about them. They are great. They are exceptionally great. They are an all-time rifle school. <laughs> we are. We have more rifle championships than every other rifle team in the nation combined. That's pretty good. So that that's how you put it. <laughs> um, and they're going to be at home on Saturday. Yeah. I might have to go. I've, I don't think I've gone to a rifle thing yet. I, to be fair, I don't think they're that exciting. I mean, <laughs> well, that's a shame. <laughs> but, but, how many times are you going to see the best team ever, like of all time, play a sport next year in football? Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we like to hear. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're at home uh, against TCU. They start at ten a.m. Which I think I they guess just, I won't make it. I think they just go all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as I said, though, there are two teams ranked in the top twenty-five. The other one is the men's golf team. Um, for them, recently they just went two-two and one in the Big Twelve uh, match play tournament, which is interesting that they play two Big Twelve tournaments. Yeah, well, they play a fall one, and then I think the spring one is like the is like the actual. Uh, like the championship one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they went 2-2-1, two, two and one, losing to Texas and Texas Tech. Texas Tech is ranked second in the nation, according to Golf Week. And Texas is ranked 20th. We are, uh, we are currently ranked number 25 on there. Um, on Golf Week? On Golf Week, yes. And we also beat TCU and Iowa State and tied Oklahoma State. I think I, Oklahoma State's ranked, too. They're actually ranked number 38 on there, oh, okay. which is weird because, I mean, they do have one of the best golfers in the mm-hmm. um, in the country, I know, because he was, he was on some, like, actual PGA event. Yeah. Well, the winner of – I'm going to get this wrong, but I think if you do well enough in the um, – either the regional or the national, um, you get to go to a PGA event. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the golf week poll. Yeah, that was the golf week. I know there was another one. I think that is there a coach's we poll? Twenty third, I think so. Yeah, but I, I yeah, I, I saw on West Virginia Sports Twitter that we are also ranked number twenty three on a different one, but I couldn't find that yeah. one. Too many golf polls. I know. <laughs> you only need one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the golf team is pretty good and the big 12 is really good and really good best golf conference i mean preseason texas was ranked number uh number one overall oklahoma in golf? yeah oklahoma right now is ranked number five um we didn't play oklahoma though so <laughs> luckily 
they're back in action this weekend in sunny Florida. Lucky. At the Travis Stock Collegiate Invitational. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Jeez. That sounds nice. Oh, and then, oh, look at that. Then in November, then Hawaii. they get to go to Hawaii. <laughs> Why? It's, it's like, oh, then back and then to back Florida. <laughs> and then they're in Florida again. And then they're South in Florida Carolina, again. North Carolina. Oh, there we go. College Park. <laughs> Coach Kovic. I'm on to you, man. <laughs> it's just like volleyball. They it's just all keep these going coaches, all these. man. They're like, oh, tournament in Hawaii? Oh, oh no. I have to go all in. the way down to Hawaii. <laughs> I mean, out of Hawaii, not down. What a shame that is. <laughs> I guess if we have to. Jeez. That's it. I'm joining the golf team. Especially now. The the weather's... I hate weather. It was so hot for so long. I'm loving this weather. And then, like, Saturday, it it just got... I don't know. Saturday, like, dipped immediately to 50 degrees. Yesterday was still shorts weather in my book. No, it wasn't. <laughs> what? what book are you reading? Uh, the Book of Cleveland. <laughs> um, all right, so on to the last thing that we're going to cover today. The men's soccer team, they're currently 6-5-1 and 0-1 and and in the conference, but they've lost, they've lost their last three games. Um, number 25, San Diego, um, they lost 1-4. to Number 18, North Carolina, 1-3. to And Western Michigan, 1-3 to again. Next up, though, some more Maxion. Maxion. Finally into it. Yeah. Um, Western Michigan is a good team in the MAC, though, mm-hmm. so I- I'll give them that loss. And then San Diego and North Carolina are both ranked. Mm-hmm. So these aren't bad losses. It's just, I don't know, it's bad that they happen, happened. Have been all in a row. Yeah. yeah. It's very discouraging for your team, especially going right into conference play after mm-hmm. that. Um, but we'll see, you know. It, there's still, I mean, not much, not much of the year left for them, but there's enough time to get get it going and then get into the tournament and turn it on. Right. You know? Well, I think every game left, except maybe one, is in conference. Yes, there's one out of conference game, and that's, um, I think it's at American. Yeah. Which is in DC, and then following that, there's three Big Twelve or not Big Twelve, <laughs> three MAC games, and then they're done. Yeah. So, I mean, these are the important games. Yes. If they can win those last three, they'll get a high seed going into the MAC tournament. Yeah. They win the MAC tournament, and they're into the national tournament. Yeah. So, that's all it takes. That's all you got to do. Sounds a lot easier said than done. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. You know, I, I think they write this write this ship um, – this week it w- with Northern Illinois, mm-hmm. I think they start getting on a roll. They might win their last the, – the rest of their games, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I could see it. Um, but, yeah. So, for the DA Sports Roundup, I'm Nick Kramer with, with my host, um, Cody Nesper. And that was the DA Sports Roundup. Please follow um, the DA online at the DA Sports Twitter yeah, at the um, DA Sports. Um, that one. I'm going to be, if you want to follow the Oklahoma game, I'll be live tweeting it from Oklahoma where I'm going to. You know, God. just a little bit excited about it. And that. then is, is there any <laughs> any way they can see that show that you're going to be on? I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to be on Oklahoma's pregame show, but I don't know where that's hosted at. Okay. That people don't want to see me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah at at the da sports on twitter uh the da online at uh on your web browser of choice i guess and also pick up a newspaper yeah <laughs> pick up a newspaper all right have a great weekend all right This podcast is a production of WVU Student Media.